Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is episode 96, where we're discussing Follow the Leader from season 5 of Lost. John, you, uh, you ready to tell me where you've been the last three years? You really don't know? Well, I know that on the day that Ben here turned the wheel that you and I were sitting on a log. There was a bright light, there was a loud noise, and then you just disappeared. Well, Richard, you're just about to see where I disappeared too. And after we're finished with that, I'd like you to take me to see Jacob. That's not how it works, John. Is that true, Richard? Is this going to be a problem? You just got back, John. There's no reason to rush into it. I am the leader now, right? Yes, John, that's right. Good. Then I would like you to take me to Jacob. Can you do that? Yeah, of course. Fantastic. Let's keep moving. We're almost to the plane. What plane? Beechcraft. I used to smuggle heroin. I flew out of Nigeria, crashed here. All right, Richard, listen very carefully because you're only going to have about three minutes to get this right. Get what right? The man's about to walk out of the jungle. He's been shot in the leg. You'll need this to get the bullet out. I'm sorry, John. I'm no, not... just listen. This is the important part. You're going to need to tell him that he has to bring everyone who left back to the island. And when he asks how to do that, you tell him he's going to have to die. Who is that man, John? Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 96 of the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan. And I'm Anton. And today we're discussing Follow the Leader from season five of Lost. And for the first time in I don't know how many episodes. (laughs) It's been a while. We're we're actually in the same room discussing Uh this. So I'm really looking forward to getting into it. Yeah, it was actually better than the alternative that was possible for me tonight. It was I was actually maybe going to be heading to Texas today. Yeah. So I literally (laughs) had went out to my vehicle set it up and was going to be driving and doing a podcast. It's probably very illegal and very dangerous, but that was, really? that was what I was going to be doing. I was like, it might be the first time ever it's ever been <laughs> a, attempted. And I may have a mobile podcast. I could have died in the process, but it was my commitment to, you know, everyone <laughs> that I was going to do it tonight. So, but I'm, yeah, I'm glad that we didn't have to do that. Right. And we're here and together and talking about it. This amazing episode. First off, what did you think of it? Overall? Oh, I, I really liked it. I mean, 
I was playing with your dog a little bit before I watched the the episode, and I kept telling the dog I blew its mind because I was doing a little squeaky toy at it. And like this episode actually like blew my mind. It yeah. was like really, really, really good. good. I really liked it a lot. Yeah, and, and what's so good is, and you'll see when we watch the finale, is how uh, this it's pretty much just an extension of the finale. Like they wow. could have clipped, put this together with the finale, and it would have made perfect sense. Good. So more to come in the season finale. So the first section I have is in the 70s. We pick up where we left off with Daniel being shot. Uh, just then, some guys show up on horses, uh, Widmore being one of them, and they pick up Jack and Kate. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eloise finds Dan's journal and sees a note that she someday would write on the inside cover. She tells Charles that Jack and Kate aren't from the Dharma Initiative. So uh, it sets up this whole situation where she's actually going to be working on their side right. yeah. to try and figure out more about Daniel, this whole situation, what's going on, and mm-hmm. why he was in the past. Yeah, I, actually, it was. We had talked about this last episode about the whole diary situation, and uh, right. It, I mean, it's cool to see it come into play. Uh-huh. You know, because I, I was kind of thinking. Obviously, Daniel seems like he always had that thing on him, so it was kind mm-hmm. of like, well, yeah, she's gonna find it. Right. But when she, you know, obviously she looks at it, it's filled up. But later in life. I, I, I questioned whether he knew or it was filled up or it was just a blank diary. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and to me, I guess if it's filled, um, everything happened as it w- had been planned. Right. But if it was empty, maybe things had changed. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, yeah. So one scenario is she gives him this diary full of mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Right. The other is he's actually figuring out things as he's going. Right. And maybe even changing things. Yeah, exactly. Right. So... It'll be interesting to kind of see that if they show that. But it was interesting that that diary itself played a huge role in her believing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and seeing that, you know. Right. And and it still it, it leaves a lot really that I don't understand about how much she knew when she sent him back to the island. Right. You know, if she knew he was actually going to be killed or how much she actually knew about what was going to happen on the island. Right. I mean, do you have any better sense of that than I do? I guess my understanding of it is, there, I, I, I got two things going on in my mind. One is she knew, and she even knows what happens with Jack and and, and them now. You know, right. she knows the outcome, but knows that it has to continue, and she can't change it anyways. You know, right. so she either knows that side of it, or at this point with everything going on, there's a chance for the change to happen, and that mm-hmm. she's she's oblivious, like she had said. I really do not know what's going to happen next. Yeah. You know, like there was an opportunity for him to actually change stuff. And that's what I hope. You know, I hope that um, to a certain degree, uh, but at the same time as I hope not everything changes. Yeah. So part of me is kind of back and forth. Now, do you think that what we saw in this episode is what gave her the information she had that caused her to try to persuade him to go back to the island? Do you, okay. So the last episode, mm-hmm. you know, she clearly knew what was going to happen in the future right. and still persuaded him to go to the island. Do you think the reason she knew that was because of what happened in this episode? She kills him. Right. Then she talks to Jack and Kate, finds out all this mm-hmm. stuff. And then maybe something we haven't even seen yet. Yeah. She becomes convinced, well, that's what needs yeah. to happen. Yeah, exactly how I feel, actually. And that's that's what I was kind of alluding to is that the two scenarios in my mind is what made her believe it. That is exactly what had needed to happen, had to happen. Okay. Either he had to die and that's what's going to happen. Stay, ha- you know, stay that way. Or there's a p- potential for a possible change here, you know? Right. And I honestly believe it's a second. I mean, a mother wants, you know, the possibility of her son to 
to be able to fix things, right? You know, and not die. You know, yeah. so yeah, and I I really do think that her ultimate goal for sending them there wasn't so she could kill them right. in the in the in the past, but she clearly believes that there was at least a possibility of being able to change right, something. Exactly. And she just wanted another chance to try to change mm-hmm. it or something. Who knows? So in the tent, Jack and Kate get knocked around a bit. And Kate asked Jack what he meant about putting things back the way they were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack says he wants to fix things so that the plane never crashes and they all land in LA. She says, you know, then what about us? We just go on living our lives because we never met. And he says, all of the misery we went through would be wiped clean. And of course, she makes the comment about not all of it being a misery. And mm-hmm. he says, enough of it was, uh, which which I actually think is pretty accurate. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. had, they had some good times. But for Jack, from Jack's perspective, it was pretty much pretty, trash. Yeah, yeah. there was a lot of, of time. from his perspective, it was a lot of like heartache and pain and things like yeah. that. Although like, I don't know why, but it's really hard for me to like Jack this season. You know, it's like, you just had this, I don't know, almost a sense where when he's on screen, it's just completely negative and completely one-sided and, yeah. and, and different from he has yeah. ever been, you know. And what's so weird is and back in season one, I thought I would have liked a, a Jack that trusted Lockmore. Right. That was more in tune with the kind of the yeah. mysteries and the, the kind of the, the mysteries of the island and the spiritual stuff. Right. But I actually like him better as kind of the the guy who doesn't believe in that yeah. part of the island. Yeah, me as well. He just thinks it's all coincidence. Yeah. And and man, Jack as Locke is kind of weak. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Jack, yeah. I, I don't know what you would call it, but Jack under the influence of Locke yeah. is just real weak. Well, I think if you, if, because, um, you know, Kate in this episode, it, it kind of compares him to Locke. Mm-hmm. But I think the difference between Locke and Jack, in my opinion, is Locke has a, is a person that truly believes something and has a passion for it and mm-hmm. is seeking the seeking the whatever you want to call it the the will of the island but, right but jack seems to be defeated and just accepting the will of the island yeah you know and there's a complete right. difference there you know it's yeah I, I see what you mean Locke is he wants to be more kind of um a cohort to mm-hmm. the island he wants to work with the island to accomplish right. whatever its will is yeah and jack's just kind of being you know, hit around, kicked right. around like a can exactly. by the island, you know, and just says, well, if it happens then that must be what's supposed to happen, yep. you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it is a very weak <laughs> Jack as you, you know, as you put it. And, yeah. uh, I don't know, like, like you said, I kind of had the tendency to before to go, man, I just wish he would just go along, quit being, you know, such a yeah. you know fighter for everything that, you know, against Locke. But now it's just kind of like fight a little bit, you know? Exactly. And in a lot of ways it's, it seems like he hasn't changed at all since he was popping pills. That's true. He's yeah. just as weak and submissive, mm-hmm. you know, to the Island and it, and what he perceives to be, you know, this kind of unchangeable desk. Well, right. I guess he thinks it is changeable, but what he sees as, you know, this kind of, timeline that's mm-hmm. set in stone and wanting to go along with it no matter what. Yeah. And, um, so there's really no change. It's just, and for a while there, it looked a little brighter for yeah. him, but now it just looks like he's back to following. Yeah. I, I guess to me, well, I guess the biggest problem I have with Jack this season is that he fought so hard to get back to the Island. Mm-hmm. And what you think is 
for him to like kind of redeem his life and kind of get things back on track. You know, like he, he wanted to be there so bad, Yeah. you know, to get things right with Kate, to kind of just make things right in life. But now that he's there, he's just saying, well, it's awful. You know, but we got to do what we got to do. And then we either all die or we get off this thing. You know, it's yeah. just such a, it's just such a kind of, um, I don't know. Like to me, if I was so pushing for something to get there and just kind of be, well, whatever. Yeah, you know, it, just, it doesn't make sense that he fought so hard to be there, and now he gets there and he's just like passive. Yeah, completely passive. Yeah, he was a, he was the biggest advocate for everybody to go back. Uh-huh. He's the one fighting for everybody, you know. Yep, and it, it does seem like too he was so insistent upon going back, and he's still trying to figure out exactly what he's there for. Yeah, and he it's he does have a sense that he's supposed to be there for some reason, and he's kind of latched onto this sure. as his reason. But to me, it doesn't seem like that at all. No. I don't think Jack's purpose for being there is to detonate this bomb. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I guess if I was in Jack's position and I'm sitting there, I'm trying to, I'm thinking about this whole thing and I'm going, okay, so I get to the island and my, my job is to erase this, you know, history uh-huh. and that I just land on this planet and I know what my life was like when I was on that plane and how miserable I was. And to take the people out that I really care about at this point, like I would be very tore up about that. Yeah. He just kind of seems like, well, that's what it is. Yeah. You know? Yep. So there's definitely a character shift there. And, um, I really hope that they change that. Yeah. And he, I mean, obviously just one episode, Jack could be come back. Hero yeah. Jack. Right. Know? One event could yeah, change one event. Yeah. his attitude. Yeah. yeah. Well, Eloise shows up and asks what Dan needed the bomb for. She says when she was 17, a young man, Dan, um, you know, told her to bury the bomb and says, you know, and he says that if she did that, things would be fine. Mm -hmm. And uh, he says he knew that because he was from the future. And she says, 10 minutes ago, I shot that same man in the back. And before he died, he said he was my son. Jack gets Eloise on board with this plan, you know, by telling her that she can take it all back. She can change it to where it never happened and, um, you know, basically just tries to, to find somebody else who agrees with right. what he's saying and, and, and sees an easy target yeah. in yeah. her because she just killed the guy. Right. And, um, you know, he says he can take it, she can take it all back if they do what's written in the journal. And she says she'll take him to the bomb. Um, he put it underground. And since then, the Dharma Initiative has built an entire village on top of the bomb. So I was trying to make sense of where it was physically. I mean, did you take that it was like underneath the barracks is where all these tunnels and everything are? Yeah, actually, I mean, to me, it, it makes sense now, you know, where Ben's lair was mm-hmm. and he could access that area. Like, oh, right, that yeah. That would be, you know, where where all this would be at, you okay. know, under the Dharma camp. Right, yeah, that does make sense, okay. So um, she tells Widmore about their plan and Richard says something to Jack about their love relationship being complicated. Mm-hmm. But did you notice uh, the Widmore's kind of the hand on the stomach of yeah, Eloise? I did. Yeah, obviously, yeah, obviously, you know, yeah. she's pregnant. Yeah, exactly. But I, 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 I mean, it was pretty clear. But there were a lot of people that thought it was too subtle to uh, be, for that to be the case. But I thought it was pretty obvious. No, I thought for sure that's exactly what he's talking to her about. Mm-hmm. Look, you know, you, you're, what about you're the baby? Praying, you're yeah. pregnant. Let's not be going and detonating a bomb. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. Last thing, last thing expecting mother should do. If you read the book of what you know, what to expect when you're expecting. <laughs> On page thirty-eight, it says, "Do, do not, not detonate hydrogen, hydrogen bombs." bombs. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Yeah, but no, yeah, I noticed that, and uh, which we talked about a little bit. I said if if, if Daniel, you know, was born in whatever it was, seventy-six or whatever, mm-hmm. and this was 
or he was born in 78 and this was 77. Right. She either had been pregnant or, mm-hmm. or got pregnant right after this. Right. So, yep. Definitely works out in the timing and yeah. makes it even crazier that she shot the guy when she was pregnant for yeah. him. You know? <laughs> and it makes it even a little more crazy is the fact that he's smarter than I am. And he's like, like by, by a ton and has been forever. And I'm a little bit older than him. So it just intimidates <laughs> me about half a cup, you know? Yeah. I'm just a half a tiny cup bit. Yeah. It makes so. you feel like you've wasted something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you missed out on a chance. I'm trying to grow the Faraday beard yeah. now and it's just uh-huh. not making me any smarter. I, I don't know what's going we on. We just need this. to get you the little narrow tie and you'll, you'll be all set. <laughs> I, I, I think I might rock that. But anyways, <laughs> so, anyways, so side note, but yeah, I, I did notice that. And Winmore seemed to be affectionate towards her. Uh-huh. which was kind of good to see too, because it wasn't right. just like kind of, we were speculated before. Yeah. Like an arranged, arranged. Yeah. Uh, childbirth. Yeah. Like yeah. we got to have this child because he's supposed to come and Jacob says, things. yeah. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, there's an affection there. And as, as um, Richard had said, it's complicated, you know, or yeah. whatever. Right. So. And I want to know more about that. Yeah. About definitely. what's so, you know, unordinary. Is that the word? Unordinary. Unor- yeah. Or, yeah. What's so strange about their relationship mm-hmm. that he actually commented about it. Yeah. You know, other than the normal little, you know, lover squabble. Right, stuff. exactly. So they get to a stream. I do oh, go have, ahead. An, I have an interesting thought here real quick. Um, okay, Widmore and and Eloise seem to be, and then maybe all the others, seem to be different than Richard. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've started to pick up on that in a sense because Richard seems, obviously doesn't age. Right. Right. Well, they are. Right. You know, because obviously we saw Eloise as a 17-year-old mm-hmm. and now... Just a few, you know, quite you know, I don't know, handful of years later, you know, we see her pregnant. Right. So she's progressing in her years. So it just to me, it's interesting to pick up at that. Richard seems to be different than the other others. Right. He's not a normal other. Right. And they have, um, from what I can tell, different accents, um, obviously than Richard, but than yep. each other even. Like this is kind of like a pulled group. Yeah. You know, in a sense. Okay. And that that's one of the reasons I'm so excited for us to watch and discuss the finale is because they're actually. Um, I have some some awesome theories oh, okay. about Richard that make a lot of sense oh, okay. um, after the finale. All right. So they get to a stream, and Eloise says that they need to swim under the pond to get to the tunnels. And Kate decides she's not going to go along with her plan, with Jack's plan, and walks off, um, causing some of the others to threaten her. And Saeed ends up showing up and shooting one of them. And uh, Kate reminds Jack that if he's wrong and detonates this bomb, then everyone on the island will be killed, which is something somehow I had forgotten to, you know, take note of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, I, I I didn't really see the negative side of Jack's plan because oh, it's yeah, like, like, well, if it doesn't work. Yeah, well, if it doesn't work, you might as well try. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but she's, exactly. she's absolutely right. There are definitely high stakes here. <laughs> and uh, she says she's going to find the rest of their people because of maybe, you know, maybe they can convince him not to do it if she can't. So they dive into the water and follow Richard to an opening under the water. They come up um, and they're inside part of the underground area where we saw mm-hmm. Ben when he went to be judged by the smoke monster. Sawyer and Juliet, meanwhile, are being held by Radzinski, um, Horace, and the weirdo security guy. I can't ever remember his name, yeah, but he's uh, real creepy looking. Yeah, what is, I don't know what his name is, but I do not like him either. Yeah. Both those guys, I would fist fight them. Yeah. I would. In a minute, for free. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would do it, yeah. yeah. And they're beating him up pretty, you know, Sawyer up pretty badly, but Sawyer doesn't tell him where Kate is or where she took Ben. Uh, so Weirdo starts, you know, beating on Juliet, too. And, man, it makes me so angry oh. every time I see it. Just, yeah. oh, the guy yeah. is such a creep. Yeah, he's like, 
I know I, I can get him to talk. Yeah. And then he turns and hits her, hits her. I'm like, yeah, I, I she should have just like opened her mouth and like <laughs> chunked his hand out with her teeth. It would have knocked her tooth. Or, uh, out as, or yeah. But as his fist comes past, yeah, she could catch just, it with her yeah, teeth and just, just get him with take it. a chunk out of his hand. I don't know. I just, I mean, I, I was thinking he was going to bring in like that cuckoo guy and make him like drink. The, I mean, drink the juice. Hold him. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, they got old him in the jungle, you know? Yeah. No doubt. They've got access to truth serum. Yeah. And they're beating the guy with their yeah, fists. Yeah. No kidding. But like, we'll get him to talk. You know, uh-huh. like, come on. You got, you got crazy guy. I'm sure they're in a hurry, but they could wait, you know, 10 minutes no for old him to get down there. Yes. That's a good point. That's just stupid because they needed the high, the drama yeah. of beating each of them up. Yeah. So just then the guy shows up and points out that Kate, Jack, and Hurley weren't on the original sub manifest. And Sawyer says if, if they put he and Juliet on the sub and get him off the island, um, that he'll tell them all they want to know. This is kind of reverse to the oceanic uh, crash. Who was on the manifest? These weren't on the manifest. Uh-huh. Oh, they're, they're, they're from somewhere else. They're dangerous. You know, so it's almost like a complete reverse yeah where in this case or in the first case they were looking for people who weren't on the manifest yeah 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 no i guess it's really actually we're we're on the manifest and these people were looking and they go these well these people weren't on on it manifest yeah so yeah it is it is eerily kind of similar yeah I don't yeah. know if there's anything more to it than that. Well, the, uh, I mean, I could go further. Yeah. Hurley, <laughs> take it, take it as I'll, far as you want. I'm just want to push this thing. You know, Hurley's <laughs> the last one they figure out, and Hurley's one to stick in the manifest before. He's taking the census, the census, yeah, right? before and doing uh-huh. all that stuff. You know, we can make something. Man, out of this. this show is way too deep. Yeah, or we just make it deep. I think. I mean, like deeper, should I say? I hope it's really that deep. I think actually. it probably is. I mean, obviously, it's deeper than I can think. Yeah. Because, you know, I've, I've hit rock bottom many a time. You know? <laughs> plenty, plenty. Yeah. <laughs> so they arrive at the sub and Sawyer takes um, a last look at the island and climbs in. Um, a little while later, of course, Kate shows up and gets seated uncomfortably close Weird. to Sawyer and Juliet. Mm-hmm. And again, this was kind of irritating to mm-hmm. me because clearly, <clears throat> I mean, I don't think it was the island. I think it was the writers yeah. trying to add this stress to Sawyer and Juliet's yeah. relationship yeah. and make us wonder whether or not, again, it could survive Kate being thrown into the mix. I know. Like, I'm seriously over the, like, at the point where I, Jack, or Sawyer should just look and just gra- still grab Julia's hand and just hold it and get over that. Like, uh-huh. it, I mean, I can definitely see the show ending and, like, you know, Sawyer and, like, Juliet, like, hugging each, each other on the island and then, like, in the background, Kate walks by and Kate looks walks at him. By. You know, and they're yeah. like still trying to push it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and Sawyer kind of looks at her as she goes by like, I don't know. Yeah, man, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know if man. I can. <laughs> it's been <Yeah>. three long <laughs> years. <laughs> I can't even remember her face. Oh, wait, there she is. There she yeah. is again. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to move in our treehouse. <laughs> yeah. It's so comical. I mean. Yeah. And like I said before, you know, kind of over the whole Kate thing anyway. Yeah. I mean. Other than him being attracted to her, right. there wasn't a whole lot there. No. You know, because he was kind of the redneck guy and, yeah. her, and her father was kind of the redneck guy, that was the attraction. Yeah, that's it. And with Juliet and Sawyer, there's Makes like sense. so much more there. Right. So Hurley's working on escaping from the island when Pierre Chang notices he's leaving and decides to follow him to Miles and Jen. He says that Faraday said that they were from the future and he needs to know if that's the truth. Uh, he gives Hurley the test of all tests. Oh, my gosh. And uh, Hurley can't quite pass, uh, so he knows for sure now that they're from the future. Yeah. He asks Miles if it's true uh, that there's going to be an accident at the Swan, and Miles says if Faraday said to get everyone off the island, then do it. 
I had a problem with this scene. Okay. Okay. He says, so you are my son? And he says, yes. And that's it. Yeah. I'm going, really? You see that your son grew up to be like this man. You see him for the first time, time, presumably, like since he left the island. Exactly. You know, and it's like, yeah, what the heck? So you're my son? Yes. Well, all right, then. That's that's good to know. And the way Miles kind of said it was almost building up to like this, Uh like, embrace and maybe like, well, then let's get to work, you know? But instead it was like, well, okay. That's that's pretty cool. It's it's cool. You know, you look like you're doing well for yourself. You know, I mean, it's just, it was a little strange for me. I was like, come on, give me more than that. Yeah. I just would, it would have been better even if like Miles would have like dropped a tear and looked away and be like, no, no, something's Oh man, totally just got stung by a mosquito. Yeah. You know, but you know, at least showed some emotion, you know. But But there has to be a reason because it was too stiff and cardboardy for some reason. I hope. Yeah. But of course, later Miles sees his dad putting he and his mom on the sub and realizes that he had to do what he did to convince them to leave the island mm-hmm. in the first place. So it did sort of restore. Did you say stortive? Stortive. That's a new word. <laughs> I like <laughs> it. I like stortive. <laughs> it did kind of restore yeah. the relationship okay. or his feelings for his father, at least. So I think there's plenty of yeah. room for, you know, heartfelt moments sure. later on. That. Unless they all die because of hydro bo- hydrogen bomb. Because Jack has to blow up a stupid bomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's how the show's ending. Season six over, boom. That's uh-huh. it. Yeah. <laughs> the end. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. That would be absolutely the, terrible. I would laugh for weeks just because I like, oh, like you know, you cry laugh sometimes. Yeah. It's like you don't know what to do. That's exactly what I'd you be doing. You go back and forth between crying and laughing. In the yeah. fetal position. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That would be me. That would be absolutely terrible. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Imagine them spending like the entire next season of them getting up to the process of like, you know, Jack and, and Richard and all of them oh. are like pushing this 40,000 pound bomb up the side of the mountain. Just and, waiting to push it off. Yeah. And then and this last finale. five minutes of season six is Jack, come on, guys, I can't get it on my own. And they get it and it starts toppling over this mountain. Dink, dink, <laughs> Boom. Then lost. lost. Yeah. That's oh, it. Oh, man. Uh, I, would, I would have to write the write, the producers of the show if that happened. At least you would write. I think some people might go with guns. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. yeah. I, oh. It's not going that direction. I hope not. It better not. <laughs> so in the present, we see Richard building um, a boat in a bottle. Um, just really weird scene that just kind of came out of nowhere mm-hmm. and really kind of haunts me. And um, Locke shows up with a boar. And Richard says, there's something different about Locke. And Locke says, I have a purpose now, and we have an errand to run. Ben and son arrive, and Ben tells her that Locke is the leader of the others now. And he says, Richard is kind of an advisor. Mm -hmm. um, And he's had that job for a very long time. Yeah. Thoughts on that? Well, I'm just just completely confused about who or what Richard is. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, not just that comment, but other things along this episode that I was kind of like, what, you know, I just couldn't really follow. Yeah. Um, so I really have no thoughts other than the fact that when he was making the boat inside the bottle, uh-huh. um, to me, it kind of just, I guess from what I got from it was that they were just waiting. Yeah. You know, nothing was happening. You know, they were just waiting for Locke, you know, They've like been biding their time three years, yeah. just, just sitting around doing nothing and literally with no leader. Right. Really putting model together in a bottle sitting on the beach. That is interesting to think about. What were they doing yeah. during that time period where they had no leader? Right. I mean, no direction. Hmm. That is interesting. 
But Sun takes the photo of Jen and the others to Richard and asks if he was there in 1977 uh, when they were all there on the island. And he says he remembers because he watched them all die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I automatically thought of the purge mm-hmm. because just that was what came to mind. And then I also thought, well, if if this whole, as, as the story progressed here, if this whole bomb thing yeah. actually happens, mm-hmm. then that could be it. I mean, there's there's many ways that, but it, it was interesting to, to see that if nothing changes, that's what happens to them. Yeah. You know? Right. So to me, there's only two outcomes. They all die or the past has changed somehow. Right. Well, but here's the cool thing is all of that stuff with Richard and Locke is present time. Sure. So there is no, you know, changing the past or whatever stuff going on. This is, that's the furthest in time ahead we've gone. So, yeah, I mean, I guess they could flash back three years ago or whenever, and he could say, you know, I watched them all die. Mm -hmm. But there's, it seems like there's nothing in limbo right now. Yeah. As far as the past being changed. True, but that's based on the past. Right. But the past watching is, them all die. If the past is different, mm-hmm. then that conversation happens different. Right. Because if, if Jack succeeds in changing what happens, right. then that conversation would be different exactly. too. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Kind of. Yeah. Sort of in a lost kind of <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh Locke comes to talk to Sun and she asks if he thinks that it's true that they're they're all dead, you know, and died for some reason. And he says he doesn't think they went through all of this for nothing, and let's hope not. Um, Richard asks Locke if, um, where he's been for the last three years, and Locke says he's about to see where Locke disappeared to, and then you're going to take me to see Jacob. And uh, Ben and Richard resist a little bit the idea of going to see Jacob, mm-hmm. um, but Locke says he's a new leader now and really assertive. Like yeah, oh yeah. Locke is a different man. Definitely. And it's like he has no time to waste. He wants to go see Jacob, and he's got plans. Yeah. And uh, so basically insist that they do whatever he says. Mm-hmm. And they arrive at the prop plane and Locke tells Richard that a man's about to walk out of the jungle. He's been shot in the leg. You're going to need to tell him that he has to bring everyone who left back to the island. And when he asks how, you're going to have to tell him that he's going to die. Who is that man, Ben asks, and he says, me. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it was, inter- it was so crazy to watch that from that perspective that uh-huh. Locke sent him, you know, sent uh, uh, Richard to tell himself those uh-huh. things that we wondered where the direction was coming from. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's insane because I don't, I'm not sure if, huh, if, if that's what Christian had put into his mind or, you know, re, re, you know, firm mm-hmm. to him. And that's why he believes it. And also being come back on this Island and, you know, come back to life. Right. Or if it's something that just because of the experience, he knows that's what's got to happen, you yeah. know, but the combination of it all. And plus now I'm confused to why everybody has to be back on the Island. But mm-hmm. it seems like to me through the process of what happened to John, he definitely knows something, something more, you know, yeah, like he has some kind oh, of man. insight. Okay. I want to go back and revisit how this, this whole idea of him having to die came right. about. So the beginning of the season, he's going through these flashes. Mm-hmm. Richard is the first one that Richard says to get, him, to get him all back here, you're going to have to die. Right. You know, but, that kind of thing. Which came from Locke. Right. Which we know now came yeah. from Locke himself. And then, of course, when Locke falls down the well, Christian Shepherd tells him, you know, that's why they call it a sacrifice, right. yada, 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 reinforces all of these right. ideas that he has to die. Mm-hmm. 
So now, we, of course, we find out that Locke himself is the one that gave Richard the instructions to give mm-hmm. to him about that. Right. Um, so it's like Locke, through his experience since getting back to the island, has figured out on his own that that's what has to exactly. happen for some reason. Yeah, which is crazy. You know, I almost look at Locke and Christian as the same type of being at this mm-hmm. point. Um, like, it's just weird. Like, Locke, I believe, is is Locke. Like he said, I believe me, I'm, I, or I'm 100% who I was. Right. But yet, I believe he is definitely something more. You yeah. know, and has, the island does talk to him. The island, you know, he feels things, he sees things, he hears yeah. things. He is so in tune to everything. Right. And you know? in many ways, he's the man he wished he was yeah. back in seasons one and oh, two. Yeah. Definitely. You know, but instead of feeling like he's constantly following the island's orders, it's like now he is the island, mm-hmm. and he he knows exactly what the island wants. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And it's it's creepy. I mean, it's it's really like, in a lot of ways, it doesn't feel like Locke is you know the same person at all. No, no. It feels like a, a totally different Locke. Yeah, yeah. It was his words that said that he said I'm the same, right? But only the same in like you said what he wanted to be, not in the same of who right. he really was. He doesn't have the same struggles. Everything that made him locked before is what I'm saying. Right. Doesn't feel like it's no. there anymore. So in a way it just feels it's kind of sad. Right. You know? Yeah, it is. It is. I mean because he is I don't know. I guess you can kind of relate and, 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 and connect with people that have real, you know, these issues and they're fighting through them and they're struggling through them mm-hmm. and they have weaknesses, but he just seems like he's yeah. super lock, right? You know, like literally almost superhuman. Right. Has and there's, there's no more struggling with his issues that all. he has before. He would never, now you cannot imagine him, you know, struggling with the issues with his father no. or anything. Oh no, this lock would just straight up kill yeah. Anthony Cooper. Yeah. Done. Yeah. You know, I think so too. Let's see here. Um, so there's the thing with Locke, I mean, t- basically being the one who gave the instructions to himself about bringing the people back to the island. Mm-hmm. Um, why is Locke now in the present time still convinced that he needed to bring all of those people back to the island. See, that to me has to point to something that he realized through the process of dying and being brought back and being on this island. And as you said, really in tune with this island and, and, and almost taking on the 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 island's personality. Right. You know, because it, there's no reason, you know, originally we thought they had to come back because this jump through time thing and there's this urgency, like all your friends are going. Now, they did say everybody on the island is going to die mm-hmm. if they don't come back. Right. So that we thought at that point it was because of nosebleeds. It was all because of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, now you're looking more like of a hydrogen bomb, yeah. you know, or, or something like that going off, which mm-hmm. would be catastrophic and kill everyone. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the amazing thing is the whole reason that Locke wanted to bring all of these people back to the Island was to keep the ones who were left behind on the Island from dying mm-hmm. Now they're back there and Jack wants to blow up a hydrogen bomb. Yeah. I still feel like Jack's like totally wrong. I think Daniel's theory may have been right in theory, but uh-huh. not right in practice. Right. And I, so I still feel like there's something that's got to be done there. I, I don't see Sawyer and them going off in the sub and, you know, growing sideburns and, <laughs> you know, I just don't see that happening. Buying Microsoft. I was talking <laughs> about Juliet growing side, sideburns. <laughs> I just don't see that happening. <laughs> it can be done. It, it can be done. It can in yeah. the seventies. <laughs> yeah. Everybody had sideburns. Yeah. 
So. And Ben asks, you know, how he knew when to be there at that spot again right. in present time. And he said the island told him. Mm. And he, he goes through a couple of things there about, you know, didn't the island ever tell you anything? And he says to Ben, you know, you've never seen Jacob, have you? Or was that what he said? Yeah, he did. Yeah, you've never seen Jacob, have you? Yeah, Wait, he, they were talking about the island, though. Yeah, he, he was talking to him about just different things. And 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 it came up somehow it came up with Jacob and he says, you haven't, you haven't seen him. Have yeah. you? And then he goes, right. <laughs> and you, you can tell that Ben's just like, no, 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 yeah. I haven't, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was interesting to hear Locke just speak like nonchalantly, like, Oh, the island told me this, you know, it's just, it's really strange. Yeah. I don't understand it at all. Yep. You know? Yeah. Richard gets back and says, you know, he's glad that Locke didn't really have to die, you know, to accomplish right. his goals. And Locke says, well, actually, you know, actually yeah, I, I did, did, you know. I did. <laughs> so, and Ben gets all, all weird-faced. Yeah. yeah. I love I love the, the acting you That's know, great. by Michael Emerson and this, this whole time, mm -hmm. you know, having to play second fiddle to Locke. Oh, yeah. And, like, he does a great job because you can't tell whether or not, whether he's working an agenda or if he's just uncomfortable being number two. Yeah. You know, yeah, and Definitely. he just does an amazing job. So they get back to their camp, and Locke is clearly ready to get going, and uh, denies Richard's attempt to hold things off until the morning. And Locke gives a speech to everyone. He says, "I've been told for some time that you all have been accepting orders from a man named Jacob." He makes some comments about how they've never seen Jacob and how basically he wants to get to the bottom of this. And if they're going to be taking orders, he wants to see oh, the man yeah. face to face. Definitely, and. Um, Oh, go ahead. No, that was just kind of a. Uh, it was kind of interesting, is because when I don't know, he kind of he he won their support fairly easily. You know, I guess I kind of get it, but it was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. You yeah. know, it was it was it was a little little odd, I guess, just to watch the people that just kind of go from following Richard around for how or not yeah. how many years, just to saying, okay, yeah, sure. And yeah. to me, this whole scene is so philosophical. This uh -huh. is this this is almost like a snapshot of like the human condition, mm -hmm. you know, where Locke is making a lot of sense here. Sure. He's saying, you know, it's almost a God type situation yeah. where, you know, you guys are following around this God and you've never seen him. Yeah. You know, what's the deal here? Let's get some answers. Yeah. We deserve some answers. Right. And it's almost like, you know, man turning his back sure. on God and insisting on, you know, mm -hmm. FaceTime yeah. with God. Yeah. And it's just, it was really well written because it it's like Locke knew exactly how to draw those emotions yeah. out of those people. Did you, did you get the sense? I, I don't know if you did or not, but I did like you kind of liken like into the God thing and that's kind of how it felt. Uh -huh. Like it almost felt like Locke was doing something wrong. Right. Like you he know, was like, stirring up and um, he was casting doubt yeah. on their, their trust of Jacob. Exactly. To accomplish whatever it is his, his mission yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it is, I mean, it seems like, like I started to think, you know, what's going on with Locke? Yeah, yeah, at that at this moment, I thought Locke's evil. Yeah. There's something bad, bad in Locke now. Uh -huh. And especially when, up until this point, I don't think we've ever had any indication that Locke had any, was any way um, skeptical about Jacob. Right. Like, to, I forget, let's see, yeah, we had all the cabin stuff before. Sure. And Locke was all about Jacob. Oh, yeah, definitely. And now, all of a sudden, you know, since he's been resurrected or mm -hmm. whatever, he's against Jacob. Yeah. And, of course, you know, we find out wants to kill the guy. Yeah, yeah, which was just, oh, I mean, I was just, when he says, I'm going to kill him, I was like, yeah. what? 
Yeah. Gonna, what, I mean, what the heck? Because yeah. I remember you. I remember Jacob saying, "Free me." Yeah, help me. Help or yeah. help me. Mm-hmm. Help me. Uh, and now, unless now unless when he's talking about killing him, he means to do exactly what Ben did for him. Right. If it's yeah. some way of helping him or freeing right. him. Like maybe Locke has learned something through that process sure. of dying. Right. That makes him think it's actually a positive thing yeah. for him to do that. And, and I kind of hope that because if yeah. not, I am like totally freaked out by Locke right now. Yeah. Um, so basically he's got this plan and he wants all of them to go with him, mm-hmm. which feeds into that, that thing we were talking about of, you know, these, they kind of form this mob to demand something yeah. from Jacob yeah. and, uh, they're all going to go see him. And Richard tells Ben, I'm starting to think that John Locke is going to be some trouble. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Ben says, you know, why do you think I tried to kill him? Right. So I love what they're doing. I mean, I love how they are totally flipping your, or the way we're looking at yeah, Locke yeah. on its head. Definitely. And now you start to kind of see the apprehension Ben has had all along. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's almost like you kind of, you almost believe that what Ben was trying to do the whole time was to protect. Right. You know, that, right? that he truly had the island's yeah. best interest at heart. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. The whole time you were like, I hate, I can't stand Ben. You know, uh-huh. you know thinking that in yourself. Yeah. And, He's and, holding John Locke back. Yeah. 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 And you want to see John yeah. take control. And uh-huh. now you're like, uh, wait a minute. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. But it's awesome. It is. It's great writing. It's and it's exciting to see Definitely. where the heck things are going to go. So they're on their way to see Jacob, and Ben tells Locke that Richard had some concerns about his trip to see Jacob. Of course, and again, it seems like Ben's playing his mind games. Yeah, you know, Richard uh, had some concerns. You know, right. you might want to know this. You know, yeah. I and, just want to let you know, Locke. That. Yeah, because because I'm your number two guy. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Locke says he's not going to see Jacob to help son find Jen or, you know, to help find the others. He's going to see Jacob to kill him. Mm. Thoughts. That's the last bit of notes that I had. I mean, I guess I'm sticking to my only theory is, is that this is somehow a benefit to Jacob. And I'm only holding on to that. I'm grasping at straws here just to have some, because I've, I've liked Locke yeah. from the beginning. <clears throat> and to find, if to find out like he's the evil one. Yeah. You know, not Ben or Widmore, that he's uh-huh. the evil one, would be just like, oh my gosh, yeah. M. Night Shyamalan yeah. ding dong me. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Yeah. yeah. So Right. Well, we have some comments from the forum that might shed some light on things here. Brandon and Bama writes, the episode turned, out, turned my theories about Richard and probably everyone else's upside down. It seems like he really doesn't know much of anything. He's been there for possibly thousands of years. You think he would know everything there is to know about the island. Right now, he is certainly the most mysterious character besides Jacob. If Richard is a kind of advisor, how does he advise the leader? He just seems to do whatever the leader tells him to do. I think that the title of the episode is a clue to his character. As we all know, follow the leader is a children's game. Does this mean that as long as Alpert has a leader to follow, he will follow no matter what, much like a child would? It seems like the way of thinking would be extremely dangerous. He reminds me of Locke when he was blindly following Ben. Yeah, that, I mean that, that does make does make sense. I mean that it, it, because it does seem very childlike. This that that Richard has no real control or or mm-hmm. ability to reject. You know, it's just right. like he can he can. <clears throat> I guess he can he can try to suggest, but when it comes down to it, he has to follow the leader. Mm-hmm. You know, even though like he's talking and likened it to the games, like you may not go want to go where that leader is leading you, but yet they're the leader. You right. just go. And it almost gives Richard 
like a totally different status. Oh yeah. Like almost like he has this cosmic position Mm -hmm. to where he's just supposed to follow the leader and that's all he's supposed to do. Right. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, there's, there's more mystery now about, you know, Richard Alpert than ever. I think Mm -hmm. just because he has seemed like the kind of the man with the answers Mm -hmm. up until now. And now it's like, he doesn't know anything about the time travel. Right. He was only, you know, whenever he met with Locke back at the beginning of the season and fixed his leg, it seemed like he was privy to the time yeah. travel stuff. Yeah. But now we know it's just because Locke sent him out there and said, exactly. do this. Yeah. So that's really interesting. Definitely. Mama Pax writes, the only comment I want to make about this episode is the whole time travel thing. Obviously, Richard Albert doesn't know anything about the frozen donkey wheel, which is what they called that wheel down over oh, really? the, the uh, orbit yeah. station. Um. And its powers, and yet Ben does, as it was he who moved it and wanted to know when he got to Tunisia what day it was. So obviously he knew about this time travel possibilities, although I'm not sure he knew about its effects to the island, if not properly properly on its axis. When the island was skipping through time, why didn't the others move? Why did not only the passengers of 815 move, but also those who had been on the freighter and Juliet? How about these other 815 passengers who were taken to the others because their last names were on, or their names were on the list? Let me make sense out of this. So when the time skipping started, mm-hmm. um, the only people that actually skipped through time were the passengers of 815. Correct. And the people on the freighter. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was it. And That's, Juliet. Yeah. And Juliet. Juliet. But why were they the only ones who skipped through time? Hmm. I don't really know that because it doesn't make a whole sense why you could almost make a case for the fifth eight fifteen, but Juliet kind of throws a monkey wrench in that whole thing. And the people on the and freighter the, too. The, I guess in the yeah the freighter too. Well yeah, but Juliet was like actually part of them. Right. She was. You mean so it's more about like the air, the location they were at than anything. No, I mean I'm saying like, like uh, well maybe, but. The, to me, it doesn't seem that way. Like, definitely, like, Juliet was a part of the others before all this started. Right. Which, you know, messes my head up to think why she would be jumping time uh-huh. and, the, and the others aren't. Yeah, and, and of course, to, to make things even more complicated, go back to the whole issue of the lists right. of names. Yeah. And how that works into all this. Yeah, <laughs> where are those people that, like, yeah. the little kids and uh-huh. the flight attendant and all you know, that we saw when Jack was in right. a cage? The other people that were on the plane. Yeah. yeah. Where are they at? Right. Are they jumping through time? I'd love to know. I don't know. Oh, well. If the others did not know about the frozen donkey wheel, how come Ben did? Was it because of his association with the Dharma Initiative? Was the little secret of theirs perhaps purged with them? Or was it because Ben was a leader of the island and only leaders were told about it? Charles Widmore seemed to know about it. Eloise Hawking surely knew about the time travel part at least. I know that these are totally unanswerable, and perhaps they never will be, but the wheel has obviously been there for a long time. It appears to be one of the main reasons the Dharma Initiative was there. How did they discover it? It appeared on Pierre Chang. It appeared Pierre Chang knew all about it. Mm. Yeah. So, and I, we talked about this before. How that whole chamber where the right. donkey wheel, this frozen wheel, yeah. was appeared to have been there for a long time. Oh yeah. You know, and it was ancient. Almost. And it appears to be one of the main things that kind of tipped the the military off to the location of the island or made them want to go there Mm -hmm. or something. 
So there's a lot of mystery around that no, still. Definitely. But it does, it is kind of interesting to look at like the Ben didn't know something about it and Locke knew about it. You know, it's like, you know, the only those people know about it, but the, these other people like Richard and stuff don't, uh-huh. it is, it's interesting to look at it like that. Yeah. Only the leaders get that information. Yeah. And I wonder, I mean, Pierre Chang knew about the energy that was near sure. that area, but I'm not so sure that he knew about that no, wheel being down I there. I don't think so. At this point, I have no reason to believe that. Except, wasn't he given a, like a printout that showed like a... Yeah, he saw yeah, like an like from image, scans. but didn't really know. I mean, I'm, what not it sure was. You, I'm not sure he knew what it was. Yeah, right. She says, none of this would have bothered me so much if Richard didn't seem so clueless to it all. Maybe I'm missing something. Any thoughts on this? I have no thoughts. I'm, I'm totally clueless as to... I mean, right now... Um, my brain's pretty much jello. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and I can't think. I understand. I cannot think of how they could tie all this together yeah. or make sense or, or explain it in any way that would satisfy everyone. It almost seems impossible at yeah. this point. Yeah, it does. I've thought about that quite a bit lately. I'm like, there is not much time left and there is a lot yeah. to cover. Yeah. We'll be talking about that. I'm but sure they maybe have like 96 episodes in season six or something no. like that. No. No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant Drano writes, this episode coupled with dead is dead made me very happy for John Locke. It really feels like season one Locke is back and stronger than ever before. Even now, this is probably my favorite episode of the season and one of my favorite of the series. My other favorite part of this episode is to see Chang learn that Miles really is his son and to sort of team up briefly with our losties and eventually decide to do the right thing and evacuate the women and children. Ironically, it is Miles who gives the final word that Chang should order an evacuation, meaning that Miles actually caused his own abandonment issues, but giving the final words to separate him and his, his mom from his, his father. It's also great and ironic that Hurley is ultimately busted by Chang when he can't answer who the president of the United States is. When Sawyer first brings Hurley into the Join the Dharma Initiative, this is one of the questions that Hurley is afraid someone will ask him, oh, yeah. if you remember that, <laughs> and to, to try and trip him up. Right. And Sawyer you know, doesn't tell him the answer, insisting that this isn't Jeopardy and uh, that no one's going to be bother asking him something like that. And I thought that was really that's, great that's, too. That's, that's a good, I didn't pick up on that, but it's that's so good. subtle. And it's yeah. like one of those things, if you do, do pick up on it, it just, it hints yeah, at yeah. the quality of the writing. Yeah, most definitely. You know, they didn't have to say, you know, show a flashback of Sawyer saying, you know, this ain't Jeopardy, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but it was good. He says, Oh, I forgot to mention that I really enjoyed seeing Jack get hit in the face a bunch of times by, Lord of the Rings, Widmore. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, th- I think Jack had a few coming. Yeah, I liked I liked Widmore hitting him better than I did that crazy guy. Yeah, the crazy security guy. Yeah, yeah, didn't like that. Jed Finley writes: John Locke is going to kill who? I did love all of the Locke leading the others bits on following follow the leader, but I found most of the losty scenes to be a bit much. Specifically, having Radzinski and Phil, that's his name, yeah, to have Radzinski and Phil become the root of all evil by smacking Lafleur and Juliet around kind of felt a bit pushed. I think the entire Lost Universe stood up as Phil hit Juliet and screamed, I will kill you, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) Good point, Jed. I did have some awkward thoughts about Eloise Hawking in this episode. She did look she, she did look hot as her younger island leading self. <laughs> Overall, I kind of thought this was another a lesser episode of the season, 
Not as bad as he's our you, though. BCK Lockhart writes, After three years, Richard and John are reunited. John has been gone from the island, at least in island time, and John reassures him, wait a minute, and John returns and is immediately back as leader. Were they waiting for John to return and were leaderless while he was away? As soon as John was appointed leader, he disappeared when Ben turned the wheel. So John has been the leader of the island for three years and has never and was never on the island. Richard says he watched them all die. That was a big reveal. This leads me to believe that they all died in the purge. Can John do something to save them? Does he really want to save them? Or is he back for selfish reasons? The scene where Phil hits Juliet made my, <laughs> made my fist clench. If Sawyer doesn't kill him, I will. What a jerk. And what's up with leadership and dharma? Horace just seemed to let Redzinski take over without a fight. Classic moment of the show, Hurley getting stumped by the whole who's the president question. The whole exchange was great, including the you are my son line. Just slightly different than the I'm your father line in Star Wars. Yeah. Eloise knows about the time travels of Daniel and the others, wait, and the others, but you think that Charles knows or knew back then. Do you think Charles has any clue about the time travel stuff that's going on? Uh, I think he knows in the future because remember Eloise smacks him and says, you know exactly what's going uh-huh. to happen. So right. he had to have some kind of indication. And I think he does. I think he's probably at some point filled in. But Eloise knew at back then in the seventies because of, of Dan, she realized yeah. it. Do you think that he well, was I, clued I think in? He had to let be, be let in on some. Well, and plus he made the comment about, you know, why do I recognize this man? Mm-hmm. You know, when he was looking at Dan. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. You know what? I was just thinking about something. This is a crazy theory. What if Ben was helping Widmore by taking him off the island mm-hmm. so he could fund his son to later come back to the island to try to, to, you know, to try to get things set right? You know, what if it was all a part of really Ben being the good guy uh-huh. rather than being the bad guy and making Widmore leave? You know, what if he was doing something that he knew he had to do? to put certain things into play, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously to do what was in the best interest of the Island. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. Like if we find out that this whole thing is another one of Ben's amazing mind yeah. tricks. Yeah. And wouldn't more, or, or, or Dan and Penny are brother and sister. Hmm. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. Just thought about, thought about that. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Side notes. Uh, so John took Ben and Richard to see uh, John, who was just shot by Ethan. Wow. Classic. Kate doesn't want to stop the plane, the, the plane from crashing. If it doesn't crash and lands in L.A., then she will go to prison. Will she try to sabotage Jack pla- Jack's plans? I like that thought. Mm-hmm. You know, She has a lot to lose oh, by yeah, landing in Los that. Angeles. That's I'll, for sure. Yeah, I definitely thought about that. Yeah, I, I don't. I definitely don't see them just taking off in this sub. I don't, I, well, something's going to happen. Yeah. So when Miles sees his father, you know, put baby Miles and his mom in the sub, he realized that his dad did care about him and did it to save them. Too bad his mom never knew. Hmm. Do you think Richard will actually take John to Jacob? Will we finally get to see Jacob? I'd love to hear Anton's thoughts on who Jacob is and if he thinks Jacob exists. I mean... 
here's the thing. I didn't I didn't know if Jacob existed, but in the previous episodes, we got to see glimpses of some somebody. <clears throat> we got we did hear somebody. So to me, there has to be something there. Uh, it's just some type of imagine, you know, some imagination thing. But I, I do believe there is something there, um, as far as who uh, Jacob may be. Um, man, I've got, I've got, I've just got um, really nothing. I, I mean, yeah. I, I've got crazy theories whether it being Jack or being, yeah. Yeah. being, uh, you know, Locke himself or, uh-huh. um, yeah, I don't know, you know. Yeah, and I, I halfway expect something like Psycho to happen, where you know, where Norman Bates goes up to. You know, or not Norman Bates. The cop goes up to, or somebody, I forget who it is. Somebody's somebody goes somewhere. up to Norman Bates's house right. to find his mother and flips the chair around. And it's like the skull, you know, the, yeah. the skeleton of his mother. Yeah. I halfway expect something like that to happen. Yeah. Like, like you get there and you find out that this Jacob has been some elaborate plan mm-hmm. or hoax from somebody. Yeah. And he's not really there at all. Right, right. But then, I mean, I guess, I guess I'd be kind of have a question of like, well, then what did we see? You know, right. what was this whole... Like, what was the, you know, help me? And what right. was the flicker of the man sitting in the chair? You uh-huh. know, yeah. what, what what went crazy inside the cabin? Yeah. You know? Yep. He says, amazing. Claire? Yeah, no you doubt. Know? Where the heck is Claire? He says, amazing setup episode for what is shaping up to be a great finale. And that's a great way to wrap up this episode. On Friday... We'll be discussing the incident, the season five finale, and I cannot stress enough how huge this episode is for us. This changes, like the whole point of our podcast from the very beginning mm-hmm. has been you and me, you know, me, the lost fanatic, right. and you, the new viewer, right. going through this show, you know, from start to finish, and now we're to the finish. Yep. And uh, now we're both fanatics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we're going to have to change our intro, you know, and everything. <laughs> we're just both fanatics now. Yeah, exactly. So I'm really excited to uh, to watch and discuss the finale, and um, we'll probably spend probably easily two or three episodes just talking about what it means, you know, what we think will happen next season, yeah. what we think, or we probably need to revisit some older episodes um, after we've seen the finale mm-hmm. to see how it changes the way we look at things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, anything else before we wrap it up? No, I'm really excited about this. Uh, you've definitely said that you've been, you've uh, really enjoyed it, and um, I, I'm I'm excited because this was a great, great, great episode. So if yeah. it leads into the next one, I'm, I'm I'm mad excited. All right, well, everyone, as I said, Friday we'll be discussing the incident, and until then, we hope you all have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. New episodes are released every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, if you haven't already, you can sign up and become part of our community at lostmysterypodcast.com. Email us your questions or comments to info at lostmysterypodcast.com. And please call our listener line at 765-439-4190 with your name, where you're calling from, And also let us know whether or not you'd like your comments to be used on an upcoming episode.